Hello, Commanders, Commander Placer here, and welcome to the Loose Screws podcast, where apparently I need to be asked questions by a pair of Americans. I am Ty Worsham, and this is Loose Screws. With me is my co-pilot, Commander Kai. How's it going, bro? Hey there, brother. I'm doing fantastic. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, our guest today is elite is a legend in the elite community. Uh, he is renowned for his streams and charity work. He's the only commander I'm aware of to have a research award named after him. If he were only a Texan, he'd be perfect. One of my personal heroes, Commander Joe Plater. How's it going there, brother? I'm I'm doing great. It's 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 nice to join you guys. See, so you, you hear the accent, y'all? He's not Texan. <laughs> if he was only Texan. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Man, yeah, I think uh, if he were only a Texan, Ty would be uh, proposing at this point. I might be. I might be. So. <laughs> Later's now, wife might have to yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Plater would complain about that. Uh, we, sure. we, we, we have to set up some kind of like 50% share time or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> No, um, uh, man, I, I've I've been following you as long as I can remember, really. But I have never really spoken to you or anything because, uh, you know, my little introvert self has not really gotten out. And so uh, when Kai told me that, you know, he he got you for an interview, I, I kind of got a little giddy with it. So it was it's it's a true honor to have you on the show, man. Um, let me ask oh, you just, just a thing. normal like it's fine. I'm a normal guy. Don't worry. The, the thing I want to know most about right now is, is how's your cat doing? Um. <laughs> so Clive, um, as I think lots of people know, he's kind of my co-host on my streams. Typically we hit the two hour mark and then you can't shut him up because it's coming up towards his dinner time. Uh, but yeah, he's, <coughs> he's been pretty sick over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he had a, um, what now turns out to be a collapse, uh, which is basically where they go funny. They can't hold themselves together anymore. And they fall down, sometimes poo themselves, draw horrible stuff. Panicked, got him to the vet, um, eventually got uh, x-ray scan. Turns out he's got something called hypertrophic myo, uh, cardiomyopathy mm. and has a very large blood clot in one of the sides of his heart. So he's on four tablets a day for that. And he's been in and out of the vets and stuff and uh, <laughs> super stressed about it. And then... He went and got a cold as oh, well geez. on top of that. I was sneezing all over the place, oh. eyes streaming, um, like off his food and stuff like that. But we managed to get medicine in him for it. And um, he's, he's perking up quite a bit. But he does have some very weird shaved spots on him at the moment. So I'm sure all of us with co-pilots in our lives are, uh, we definitely get how stressful that can be. And everybody's keeping thought out for Clive. Uh, he's he's doing it. He's doing all right. He's he's getting there. <clears throat> Just kind of give you an idea. I had a dog for 19 years, um, and he actually died um, just last year. So uh, I know very well how animals can become a member of your family. So um, <laughs> you know, I, I I know what you're talking about. How you can hear him in your streams, man. So when I saw on Twitter the other day that uh, he he was sick, I was. Uh, I was concerned. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a pretty stressful time, and, and all of that all going on um, whilst I'm waiting to have a <clears throat> CT scan myself and then get the results myself for my own 
um, my own health conditions. <laughs> so, oh, always something well, going on. Well, let's focus on that now. Uh, we got we we heard in the last week or so some excellent news from you. Why don't you share it with the community here uh, even further? Um, yeah, sure. So, um, I, I guess starting when it all when all of this began with me. Um, Back in 2016, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, follicular thyroid cancer. And we also found out that it spread to my lungs as well. Um, like at diagnosis, finding that out. And that's always a bit of a concern. Uh, started treatment, um, you know, did, did a couple of years of treatment um, of this radioactive iodine. Go and take a radioactive tablet. Have to be in isolation for, um, for three days. Then when I come home, I can't be anywhere near my wife for... Uh, for like a further two weeks. Um, I can't touch anything really, or I've got to avoid it. So I'm using plastic cutlery, paper plates and stuff because all the, all the radiation is coming out in skin oils and saliva, all that kind of stuff. Then I mm. um, had another lump um, pop up and I'm like, uh, I know what this is. And it was in my neck. Uh, went in, they removed it and we found out it was anaplastic thyroid cancer, which typically has a life expectancy of uh, between four to six months at diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We started chemotherapy, <coughs> did six cycles of that, um, and that lasted from um, October uh, 2018 until uh, February 2019, uh, at which point it kept it stable, kept it stable all the way up until October 2019, and then we found out it started growing again. Then I started this new treatment, which is designed to kind of prevent cancer cells from growing and also prevent them from developing a blood supply, so they starve. Now, it was a long shot because um, I had none in my neck at this point, so that was good. But everything in my lungs, they can't tell exactly what it is because they can't remove it. And then, after being on that for three months, I only found out um, on... It was actually on Monday, wasn't it? On Monday, that uh, it's been working and my tumors have shrunk. Awesome. That is <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Hell Massive yeah. surprise. <clears throat> I was in your, in your stream... Uh, well, first you had... Uh, discussed it on your on your discord and everybody was super super happy and then you had streamed and uh people were were overjoyed as 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 well they should be it's it's um it's as close to being a miracle as you can get without science behind it yeah you know it's kind of it's like okay cool it's science and it, it was it was um it was kind of a uh, it was a bet. It was a gamble. So we, we carry on with the treatment. But yeah, it, obviously the medication does damage my voice, which is a minor price to pay. Yeah, for being able to live and yeah. see your see your wife and and yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> so uh, go, no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, man. I just your streams are are really really great. And when you uh you, you had your little break uh and then you streamed uh. Or, or sort of recently you streamed a coming back stream and uh, you were just talking about things and everything that's been going on in Elite over the last couple of months. And, uh, and I was in the stream and I was, you know, writing stuff to you and you're, as always, you're, you're very gracious. You respond to people. You're like, oh, hello, this guy and that guy and whatever. And then uh, I asked you a question and, and you were a little cheeky with it. And you were like, hmm, I wonder why Kai's asking about Galnet. And I was like, oh my God, he knows who I am. <laughs> It was cool. I, I get used to seeing names pop up. Mm. And 
it's also if you see that same name pop up somewhere else, you're like, ah, oh, okay, right. This this is who this person is more. Because, I know this troublemaker. You know, the community is <laughs> huge, isn't it? You know, you've yeah. got so many people out there doing so many different things that. Mm. You know, a lot of the time, I think people are making videos, doing content creation all the time because I see them get mentioned everywhere. And then you find out they've never made a video, but yeah. everyone knows who they are. And you're like, there are more ways to know people than just what they've made a video of. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've been a lurker of your uh, show um, for quite a while. So, I think I keep saying that. I don't mean to keep saying that, but um, you know, your uh, uh, VR streams. Uh, I, I want to talk to you about VR for just a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, have you gotten to play with the new Cosmos at all? The new Vive Cosmos? No, I haven't. Um, I've got a I've got a page to see Vive, and that's what I play with um, in in VR. Um, but. Someone fancy sending me a brand new, up-to-date, super high-resolution, um, all-singing-all-dancing <laughs> VR setup, um, especially in this day and age where someone who has, a, you know, in a vulnerable health situation has got to stay inside. I'd really appreciate it. Just, just, just saying, but no, I, I haven't tried that out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it looks good. I look at it, I'm like, ooh, but I don't know what about the, because that doesn't have the inside-out <coughs> tracking, does it? That's still with lighthouses. So on a side note, Ty has mentioned that he's been lurking and stalking you about three times and uh, offered to take over uh, uh, spousal duties in the course of the first five <laughs> minutes of this interview. Uh, if he offers you to come to Texas and hang out, I've heard reference to some kind of a dungeon in the basement. So oh, shit. definitely <laughs> do not keep up on that offer for your own safety. Uh, yeah, I probably might give it a skip. Uh, <laughs> I think no. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm washing my I'm hair. Busy. I'm just busy. Damn it! Um, no, the 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 cosmos. I just learned about the cosmos uh, a couple couple three weeks ago, and uh, I'm I've gotten to, use, to try out the Vive and the Vive Pro, and I'm not a fan of either one, uh, especially when I compare it to the Rift and the Rift S. I, th I think the Rift S is like the best bang for the buck right now um, on the mm, market. Definitely. Um, but I'm really interested in if, if Vive finally gets it together with the Cosmos. Uh, I'm not going to buy it right off. I'll probably wait for some reviews. But it looks really good. The controllers are a little ugly because uh, they got, got that white, glowy-looking thing on them. Yeah. But it is inside-out tracking. Uh, they got six cameras on it, I think. So it actually yeah. is full-blown inside-out. So. Now, just I gotta ask because I don't. You, you start talking about all these, and I'm I'm not a VR guy, so like my they, my eyes glaze over. Is that Cosmos, the one that I told you about a couple weeks ago that, that I had heard that uh, basically uh, Exegius, who is like the guy, there's two guys to me, uh, well, maybe three, Exegius, uh, Psycho Cow over at Hutton Trucker and Lave Radio fame, and uh, Malik are the three guys that it's like, like Exegius will talk at length of like, okay, I've tried, I've owned or tried for over a month 18 different VR headsets. And I'm like, I didn't even know there were that many. But is that the one that he was talking about that was like the resolution was so great, the Cosmos? Is that I, I that know, one? He was actually talking about the, the Valve uh, Index. And, oh, okay. Um, I, I've gotten to see a Valve Index test unit. And um, it, <coughs> it literally 
is the best looking one that I've seen. I've I've pl- I've gotten to try out. Uh, but this Cosmos is even better, maybe, or is it newer I, or something? The resolution on it is not as good, but uh, it's also about five hundred dollars cheaper. So, uh, okay, okay, yeah, it, it's it, it. You can get because effectively what they did with the Valve Index, they put a Retina screen in there, is what they did, and that's why the pixel okay. density is so good. So you don't have any screen door effect. But we're getting way down the technical aspects. So the whole thing All is right. that. Um, uh, the Cosmos looks like it's going to be a better solution overall, but uh, I'm kind of deep into the Oculus side of things right now, so I'm I'm gonna have a hard time switching to be honest with you because I really like their setup. So, well, which one do you use, Plater? And what are your how do you uh, your I I've got a HTC Vive, um, and one of the reasons why I I like it, I have tried out um, some some of the Oculus side of things at, at um, conventions and stuff. Um, actually, I, I, went, I went over to Commander Scorbius' house um, mm. to try out a Vive and try out VR and try a little bit of Elite Dangerous and try some other games. Uh, Arizona Sunshine, for example. Um, absolutely love shooting zombies, so that's always good. But yeah, tried it out and I was like, I need this. I need exactly <laughs> this. I want this experience every time I play VR. Um, and at the time, there weren't any of the other like other headsets out there, you know, with the higher resolutions and stuff. Um, so it was kind of like a right. Well, I want room scale, that's for sure. Um, I want to play Beat Saber, and uh, the controllers had a, a good heft to them because I'm not such a huge fan of the Oculus controllers because they feel a little bit too light, cheap, mm. um, and and a little bit more fragile. I mean, I've got. I've got silicone uh, casings on my Vive controllers because uh, me and Beat Saber, um, <laughs> I get a little bit, little bit into it, a little bit, <laughs> you know, just only a little bit. Um, Clive has to run for t- in terror. Um, actually, what he does is he comes and sits. Sometimes, depending on what I'm playing, he'll come and sit directly in front of me and just sit there. Um, mm. And and my wife tells me this. She's like, "Yeah, he just come, just he he actually went in between your legs on those points." So like, what? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's what I like. I mean, game game wise, um, I I'm actually not a fan of Elite Dangerous in VR. Oh, really? Uh, I know. I know. I'm gonna get loads of stick for this. I'm sure. Because I'm gonna tell you, like, like Elite Dangerous is what sold me on buying my VR headset. Uh, that's I mean, that, that's that's my primary way to play. Unless I'm exploring. Like, if I'm doing anything else, it's, it's my primary way to play. So, so, so I, why? Like, yeah, I know a lot of streamers don't like to stream in VR because it inhibits their interaction sort of mm. the players but if you're when you're not streaming even if you still don't enjoy elite in vr what yeah like ty said why so thought? one of the reasons why is that if i'm playing elite dangerous um there's quite a bit of reliance on third-party tools mm, yeah a lot of time depending on your gameplay depending on what you're doing um another part of it is is that if i'm going to be doing it i've got to have an eye you know, I do do some combat in in VR, but you've got to have your headphones on, so you're completely shut off from the world. Mm. And that's something I'm not a huge fan of in Elite because Elite is something you can pour hours into yeah. in a single gameplay session. And if you do that and you're doing it in <coughs> VR, well, literally anything could be happening around you, and you would have no clue. And for me, for some reason, that sat down in my chair doing that. Um, hands on Hotus, it doesn't. I, I can't. I can't switch off from the outside world enough. Mm. But then, 
I'll play something like Pavlov VR, for example, and I am in. I'm in the zone. Um, I'm there. I'm in that room with other people shooting them in the face. Brilliant. Well, I guess there are some other games where it's more short bursts of intense focus, whereas Elite Dangerous, like many sort of more traditional MMOs, is a sort of like hours on hours on hours type of thing. I can't tell you, for me, how many hours I've spent uh, you know, mining in an asteroid belt and watching Babylon 5 on the second screen or mm-hmm. killing Thargoid Scouts, which is my most recent uh, sort of little project and uh, watching The Expanse on the second screen. And I mean, for you, you've got your cat and your wife and as well as second screen issues as well. Yeah, uh, I binge watch TV shows as well. <clears throat> so th- th- there's always that. And you can't binge watch a TV show if you're if you're what in VR. What have been some of your favorite binge watches while playing Elite? And what are you watching now? Uh, at the moment, I am re-watching The Walking Dead. Oh, which okay. is, is a little bit topical when you think about it. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't want to do it. Oh um, my gosh. Wash your hands, people. But no, um, I've, I really, really enjoyed Altered Carbon. That mm. was a fantastic TV show. Um, mm. First season, brilliant. Second season, not quite as good. No spoilers. Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, enjoyed binge watching them. Uh, but I, I do enjoy my good action-packed sci-fi TV shows. Right on, right on. All right. So um, <clears throat> let's, uh, let's talk up a little bit about Ploid. Who mm. or what for? See, I am a loyal viewer, so I, I definitely know all, all of this, and including down to even the fact that your station has an interesting little thing you can do where you can glitch in at Super Cruise and yeah, floor stuff. But for, for the uninitiated, tell them a little bit about this character, Ployd. So, um, Ployd is, well, the story of the word came from a combination of Plater and Thargoid. Because we just during a stream, we are chatting about some stuff, and someone, Plater's a Thargoid confirmed. They went in chat. And someone was like, Plate, Plategoid, and it got shorter and became Ployd. And from there, we engineered it into a bit of a backronym when we decided that we were going to have a player faction in the game. So Ployd stands for Present Leader of Independent Dictatorship which is what our faction is. So we picked a system, got it in there. And as we, we did like a massive land grab when we, we were put in, expansion, 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 control, every single system we could. Uh, and then gradually it's been infilled around us. So yeah, things get a little bit interesting. But the Ployd character himself, he is a egotistical maniac whose word is law. And he has uh, a very interesting outlook on the world where he'll start talking to you, he'll ask you a question, you'll begin to answer, like, I don't care. <laughs> Midway through your answer, because he's that much of a dick. And it really is, it's kind of like where I've, I've put the worst traits that I have into a single person. Like if I took all of the bits that I don't really like about myself, I went, yeah. I'm kind of like, I want to get past the answer to the question I've just asked you, but I don't have to listen to it. So let's move on. So um, <laughs> on American television, thing called Bear Room on uh, Comedy Central where it's the Stephen Colbert. He had this character. He was playing this like super right wing whatever character and he would do that. 
Like he would be interviewing somebody and just when they would start to say whatever, he would like go, actually, and then like jump in with like complete opposite of what they were saying and like cut it down. It was hilarious. It's the, the, the idea behind it is, is that he is so wrapped up in his own world that your time isn't important. His is. So if it's a conversation and you're talking, that's time that he could be talking. Mm. And takes time to say stuff. Uh, it's, it's been a really interesting kind of development of a character because, again, um, Commander Scorbius, uh, Commander Machine, and Tajin have all featured the ployed in some way in a video. And the, the, the most recent appearance of the... Um, of the ployed was him being trafficked by by Turgeon Starstone, and uh, to pick up make up a very special collection, and it's actually a picture of me as the ployed riding Clive as a battle cat. So think He Man, you know, with his axe riding into combat, and that's uh, in this golden armor, and it's like now that's art. And again, he asks a question of Turgeon. Turgeon begins to answer, "I don't actually care," and just moves on. Uh, it's that thing. It's it's really grown as a character, which I do like. <laughs> it, and there's a little bit of lore to it, you know. If I were to say that, actually, and this not many people know this, the true origin of the ployed is that one time he was sitting there in a bar and he just said to someone, "You know what? How many dictatorship? I bet it'd be easy." And someone went, "Go on then." And now he's in too deep and he can't get out. Wait, is that stuck. is that Trump you're describing? Or <laughs> no, that's Ploid. Ploid, all right. Ploid, yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, yeah, the, the um, and also we do have our own station as well, which is quite cool as a faction. Uh, it's called Plato's Tyranny, and I had the privilege of going to Frontier, and I recorded all of the voice lines for the station as well. So when you're in the station, you can hear my voice telling you to um, not practice flight assist off docking, which is something that um, I. <laughs> I've done on every single ship on a video, um, as well as things like um, stow your hard points, my turrets are bigger than yours, uh, and stuff like that. Mm. I remember a stream um, a month or two ago, maybe it was, where you were, <clears throat> I forgot what it was, you were doing something, and um, you got a fine from the local constabulary or whatever, <laughs> system defense force, and you were like, excuse me, do you know who I am? <laughs> exactly that. It's like um, I'll have your head, uh, kind of. Um, we always we always make a joke about the the guy, the NPC that gives out the missions. Um, uh, General Roy, uh, General Royal Castaneda, that's his name, and he's like, oh, Roy's at it again. I was like, look, I can't sack him. He was grandfathered in for previous <laughs> management. It's a union a thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Um, everyone kind of appreciates it, and they have a moan about about Roy. Which is quite funny because my, my it's my dad's name is Rory. So. Oh, that's awesome! That's that's a, that's an awesome. I assume that's all. So, um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about your involvement the British Thyroid Foundation, the um, awesome yeah. work that you've done for them. Um, so, uh, I, I guess again, you know, being diagnosed with thyroid cancer, um, I was desperate for information. So, the first thing I did was kind of begin Googling. And being British, uh, the first thing that comes up is the British Thyroid Foundation. So I start reading about them. I get a lot of interesting information from it. And that was the first place I went to. And so um, I had some people chatting around the idea of me doing a charity stream. And I was like, okay, well, I'll do it for the British Thyroid Foundation. 
it makes sense for me to do it for them. And, you know, we raised three and a half thousand pounds on the first one. I was like, wow, absolutely incredible. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe we raised that much money. It was 24 hours and I was um, joined by different people throughout it. Wasn't very well organized, <laughs> truth, truth be told. Had gaps where people didn't turn up and um, kind of like there was confusions about times. Uh, so for example, um, Minnie, he turned up and he was there for six hours. And I said, like, dude, you arrived like four hours too early. And he's like, oh, well, it'd be too late for me to join then. And then he stayed after his time, his original slot anyway. And it was just this really kind of natural 24 hours of bounty hunting, which was uh, pretty taxing. Did the first one, second one uh, a year later. Um, and that was kind of, I was waiting to actually, I was radioactive during that one. And I was waiting to have surgery. Um, and we did it again and we raised eight, um, over £8,000. And I'm like, this is mental. At this point, I was com- completely shocked, stunned it happened. And then came around and did it again the following year. And it was, um, I didn't think, I, I, I kind of thought it'd be my last one because, you know, um, like I said, you know, the life expectancy of four to six months, I've well overdone that now. So I'm like, I'm, I'm probably going to, that'll probably be my last one ever. That'll be it. You know, I'm done. Um, I'm getting tired uh, and it's hard, but. It was the best one yet. Huge, huge amount of arranging for it. Uh, Two-hour slots with loads of different people from across the community, including the infamous Harry Potter. And they all set me challenges. Um, I really, really enjoyed the first one, which was, which was from uh, Commander Burr, Commander Rini. And they set me this brilliant kind of, like, I guess, treasure hunt type thing to do with clues. Fantastic stuff. And then, yeah, race again, uh, another... Uh, another eight thousand something pounds, like close close to nine this time round. The mm. total amount raised for them was twenty thousand um, pounds, and I kind of I, they reached out to me and I went, "We've just seen this. We can't believe it. This is incredible." And I was I was totally blown away by them even contacting me. And then I kind of casually went, "Oh, you know, what, what about becoming a patron for you guys? You know, to continue talking about what you do, giving information to people with thyroid conditions, not just cancer." Mm-hmm. talking about that and getting involved they're like we'd love it and then that happened and then they contacted me and said that they wanted to do something to kind of honor the amount of money that i've raised for them and they are doing something called the joe plater research award which is to be used for thyroid cancer so investigations and research into thyroid cancer and it's um you know it's twenty thousand pounds straight back out there to benefit those people with thyroid cancer absolutely incredible um to be involved and even to have done it and to have done that much and i didn't realize it was as much as it was <laughs> yeah man so a huge huge shout out to your entire community and all of the people that from burr and Rini, who started off with that awesome little scavenger hunt uh all of the people that donated obviously you for doing the whole thing big shout out to everybody involved that was, that was awesome stuff as I say, it was incredible. The, the people from all across the community came to get involved. Um, had some fantastic raids on, on Twitch from um, people, so like Bognogus, um, Colo, Malik, they all kind of all, all raided and helped raise awareness there and absolutely fantastic stuff. And with that kind of the talking and stuff, um, I do have a, a vlog channel where I talk about my treatment. Mm-hmm. And I talk about kind of my experiences through the thyroid cancer journey. 
I guess. And again, from that, I'm actually going to be speaking in May at a doctor-patient conference um, here in the UK, uh, in Newcastle, where I'm going to be talking about living with non-radioactive responsive uh, thyroid cancer. And that's kind of talking to doctors about life and how it feels and talking to other patients about how it feels, which is mental, again, for me, that people would want to hear me talk about it somewhere else. Yeah, man, that's, that, that is awesome stuff. On that, on that uh, 20, whatever you want to call it, and I, I, I'm always with these things, it always gets to be like, huh. but um, just as a, as a heads up to people, he broke those up into little two-hour episodes that you can still find uh, on the channel. You can go check YouTube and, and pull them up. They are awesome. Some of the highlights for me, I definitely love the Bert Marini start. I definitely love the big uh, uh, sort of race event thing that you did. Uh, I really loved the uh, one-on-one with Harry Potter. Uh, I'm not the hugest fan of Harry Potter, but that's uh, it was an interesting conversation. And more so, what I liked about that was... <clears throat> uh, I think you shocked the hell out of him with your SRV handling capabilities and those infiltrations that you did. They were, it was, he, he came up with ones and he was like, all right, well, this one. And uh, you, you, uh, you, you did well for yourself on that. You acquitted yourself quite nicely. And I also really, really loved the one that you did hooning with, uh, with uh, down to earth astronomy. Oh, we were trying to do, um, with down to earth astronomy, it was the Akinar challenge, mm-hmm. flight assist off. Mm-hmm. So it was, flight assist, <laughs> it was so it was flight assist off landing on a high G world, yeah. And I, at one point, I was coming in at, at like three thousand uh, three thousand um, meters per second. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is not this is not good. This is bad." And and this is me whilst pa- pointing my ship's nose in the air and boosting directly up. I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is uh, mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you Smart. notice, that's why I didn't call it the uh, landing challenge. I called it hooning with down to earth. <laughs> I, I did land. I did. Yes, I, yes, you I did. completed did. every challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, the so I was I was pretty chuffed with that because it's a huge range of gameplay. Yeah, man. The so the the uh, the the part with uh, like I said the part with Harry Potter. Uh, he he had had a goal of of uh, trying to blow up as many of your SRVs as possible. And other than the one that went out on the, on the landing situation, uh, which we no, that, doesn't, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. We weren't talking about that. We weren't going to talk. Right, right, right. But, but as far as once you were in the SRV, uh, I, 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 you'll have to re- refresh my memory. I don't call him getting a single one. Of them. No. Yeah. No, it didn't, it didn't, didn't happen. <clears throat> and, that, and that last base was crazy difficult yeah that was that was rough i think i got away with something there that shouldn't have happened yeah like, the timer that. kind of ran out but yep. the alarms didn't go off and i went does that count you're like the alarms didn't go off it counts like, yep. yes yeah that is that is absolutely true absolutely true the alarms did not go off their mission success <clears throat> so what were some of your were some of your highlights of that 20 um I mean, obviously, you mentioned the bird thing, but uh, some of the other you had really, really good. Your the one with Drew Wagar mm. was was amazing. Um, oh yeah, tell us a little bit about some of the other ones. Uh, so, trying to think, who we had. Um, 
I was set a challenge by by Mini um, because <laughs> I I came up with the idea of of the Federal gunship mm-hmm. years ago, um, but in the old school engineering where it was all RNG. And the idea was is that you've got a, a gunship and all you have on it is Imperial hammers mm-hmm. and um, and rail guns. Yeah. And they're all, all engineered for sturdy mount and that was that was kind of it and super penetration. So you're like, yeah, module sniping, great. And he was like, Yeah, we're gonna do it. Flight assist off. It's like fixed rail guns and flight assist off. <laughs> I was like, I, I I don't know about this man. And we started it. And within 20 minutes, both of us are spinning around all over the place. We're we're having an absolute nightmare. We're like, oh, okay, let's just take, let's just go back to flight assist on. Let's let's do that. And it was again um, a great bit of a great bit of fun. Uh, realizing impractical builds can be great fun. Mm. That was a good one. Uh, but the spot with Drew Wagar, like you mentioned, was fantastic. That was. I'm not huge on Elite Dangerous Law at all. Mm. I, I don't know a huge amount about it. But he um, he gave me the tour. Yeah, yes. the actual a personalized tour from a man that wrote the law. Mm. <laughs> Incredible. I have to ask now because you you brought it up. I wasn't I wasn't going to touch it, but you were like, I'm not really super into the lore. You started the conversation by saying, uh, "Welcome, welcome, uh, Drew Wagger." And I have to ask, was that done on purpose because of his character? He has a character on Beyond Dockers that's Senator Wagger. And people I say, think. like, Senator, or no, it's Senator Wagar, but people introduce him as saying Senator Wagar, and he always goes, his character goes, that's Wagar, you twit. Is that um, done on purpose? Or? Did, did I do that? Uh, I think that was, yeah. I, I'm going to say I, was anyway. I would say, I'm going to say you were being cheeky. It's all right, because he called me Plata. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, that might have been done in response. <laughs> no, no, his wasn't intentional. Oh, okay. All right. And neither, and neither was mine if I did. I didn't think I did. Oh, no. Maybe I, Sorry, did I get it? Do I remember it backwards? Did he, did you say Wagar and he said Platter? Maybe I'm remembering it backwards. This was months ago at this point. I'm, I'm hoping it was that because I, I yeah. wouldn't have been too tired at that point. I think it, so. I think I'm remembering it backwards and it was him that got your name wrong, not your, you that got him. My, my apologies. Oh, I've, I've been <laughs> correcting people on Plater and Platter um, for as long as I could talk. So, because it is, it's actually my last name. So, oh wow, it's simple as that. Right on, man. So, uh, okay, so the Drew Wagar, that stuff was amazing. The lore tour that he took you on was really, really neat. And I like that they, he did his little thing where you know there's a character with another name that you'll be meeting, and they'll give you instructions. And he does the whole cloak and dagger bit quite yeah. well. He plays it up. So that's that's always good stuff. Yeah. What about you, Ty? What were some of your favorite bits of the the live stream this year? So, so um, that live stream uh, took place right about the time that I was actually doing some traveling. Uh, mm. So I've actually uh, have had to gone back because I think you got everything on your channel, and I've been watching it in like little two hour chunks, but I haven't gotten to watch everything yeah. yet. But the uh, uh, the part with Exegius. Uh, it's the part that I watched recently, and I really enjoyed that because I always like always like Exegius anyway. But um, I did do when you mentioned um, uh, Drew Wagar, where he uh, called you Platter, and because uh, I think it was Kai that mentioned it to me, I went and, I, I went and listened to it two, three, four weeks ago, 
And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that he did call you platter first, but now I'm not so sure because both of you are saying it was the other way. So, <laughs> uh, re- reason reason be sure he did, but it's fine, Drew. If you hear this, it's it's completely forgiven. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, Just... that. It's either that or we find him and uh, and uh, we'll torture him until you get your name right. <laughs> <laughs> So um, what was it what was it like streaming with him? Oh, you cut out then. Oh, sorry. What was it like streaming with Harry Potter there? Actually, really good. Um yeah. I've spoken I've spoken with Harry before and I've been on a live stream with him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually on Exegesis channel. We we did um kind of like a uh, we, we were doing this talking about the the hacking in Elite. And you know he was coming at it from the PvP point of view. I was talking more about from a BGS and um, PVE point of view. And because a lot of people do feel that you know, oh, I play in solo. It doesn't matter what I do. Well, actually, BGS is cross um, gameplay mode and cross platform. So everything that you or I would do in any game mode can have an effect on someone else's, ranging from prices, mission availability, system states, who owns a station. So it was it was really interesting, kind of. I was having that chat beforehand, and then we kind of, we know, and there is, there's an element of mutual respect there as well, because I, I fought against him in PvP, you know, I've been streaming, he pops up in chat, and I was like, oh, if you want to come join in, this is what we're doing, come and have at it. And then we did. And no salt at all, because I don't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, it's fine. But having a chat with him and stuff, and like I say, we've spoken before then as well, so we... We we know each other. We have a chat and stuff. And um, I appreciate some of the things that he does in his stream because I, I do have quite a, a dark sense of humor at times. <laughs> and um, you know, also I think if something's a little bit inappropriate, I'll think it's funny, which is kind of British humor for you. And one of the times was is that he was streaming, and every time something wrong happened, he pulled a pigeon down onto the screen and put it down there because um, Adam Woods um, from Frontier had streamed and. You know, named a ship Pigeon John because he had a pigeon when he was younger, and I just found that hilarious, and I don't know why. <laughs> I just no clue, no clue why, but it just pigeon, 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 and his screen was filling up with pigeons, and I was like, actually, this is quite funny. <laughs> so, yeah. Some of some of his stuff I find to be interesting and funny and whatever, and then there's other times with him that it's like, yeah, I'm not a fan of that, depending on what it is, but. Uh, but you know, everybody's got their own way of their their own range and their own way of making their own fun. I guess. Yeah, and there's a lot you can do in the league as well. So you have so many options of what you can go out and you can do, and um, some of it involves people, some of it doesn't. Money is still reasonably easy to get in game, so the only thing that can really be lost is a bit of time. But, yeah. So 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 let's talk a little bit about your your. Uh, player minor faction. Tell us a little bit okay. about. I know you said that you guys had originally gone super expansionist mode, and now you kind of settled, and you've got neighbors. And what's going on? What's what's what are the goals? What are the in in what way is uh, the Ploid going to uh, leave his mark on the galaxy, Yuri Grom style? Well, uh, the Ploid likes owning shiny things, you see. And what we did is we went full expansion. And then we took every single asset in every single system we are in. 
without without fail. We like you'll go into a system and be like owned by ployed, 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 ployed. Mm. Um, and the same time with that as well, you go to our home system of Hilla, every single planet was first mapped by me as well. So when the update <laughs> dropped for mapping, I was in there and obviously we're constantly getting booted out um, because of server issues. And mm. I was like, oh my God, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to get this done because this, this is my one chance. Um, we've got my station in there, Plater's Tyranny. Everything's going to be mapped by Plater. I'm like, come on, this is going to be brilliant. Um, and I thankfully got it. But then all the other systems that we have have all been mapped by other members of the player faction as well, which is brilliant. Well, of course, do the work. Of course, because that's that's the way Ployd would do it. Ployd would say, "I have the map on my home system, and then I sent out the lessers to take care of the others." Oh yeah, I haven't got time to go and do it myself, right? <laughs> Definitely. No, I don't want to do it myself. <clears throat> what? You know, you, you don't have a dog and bark yourself, do you? All right. So let's let's. I want to change tack just a little bit and ask you about sort of the elite dangerous community. Mm. Uh, I'm a huge fan of sort of spreading the love and shouting out people and things that I find. And really, I'll let you in on a little secret. That's all I bring to this game. That's I don't have the talent of other people to create streams and do stuff. All I do is I'm a curator and I just pass on, hey, this guy's doing that. That's cool. Go check it out. This guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. I'm a watcher. So I would love to hear from you. <clears throat> Shout out a bunch of stuff like, uh, you know, whether it's programs or music that you like or other uh, streamers, channels or podcasts or whatever. What, what are you into? What do you dig? So people that I'm a fan of, um, it's going to be no surprise that we've got uh, Miguel Johnson in oh, there yeah. when it comes to music. Um, so some of his albums and stuff, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, in with music as well, Tom Cook. Tokoso. Yeah, Tokoso. He is brilliant. Um, he is such a lad. Um, that on top of the artwork he does as well. He mm. combines, you know, assets from in-game with real-life pictures to give you some scale. And actually, this is how big an anaconda is, you know, in, in amongst oh, yeah. next, to, next to the London Eye and stuff like that. It's, you know, I, I love stuff like that. Um, got a lot of time for it. I love the one he did with the uh, the big ship for the New York City skyline it was beautiful, mm. and the one the other one with the where it's like uh, by the Golden Gate Bridge was amazing. It's absolutely fantastic, and um, I say that in particular the piece of music that he did. Um, uh, let's all jump together. Let's jump together. Yeah, daughter is singing on it. Mm. Um, girl has soul. Like, yeah, she, it's like, she's like that's talent. On top of that, like uh, not. It, apropos of not just just she's like 12 or something she's like a little kid still she's like a tweeny you know like a, a, a youngster and yeah. for her to belt it out that way well done you you got you got some of dad's musical genius genes in you yeah absolutely absolutely brilliant stuff um i mean going on talking about streamers who i like <laughs> um obviously commander scorpius oh of he's course my, he's my best bud um, yeah you know, he, um, he does some great stuff. And the thing is, is that what I really love about Commander Scorpius is that he, he doesn't go into anything pretending he knows it all. There's no bravado. He's like a, look, I'm a Muppet on a spaceship. We're going to mm -hmm. go and try this. We're going to see what happens. Oh, I've crashed again. And he also actually produces some very, very good quality Elite Dangerous Machinima, mm. which is hugely underviewed. And he does all of his own... Uh, 
kind of 3D renders, puts together, does all the animation for it. Mm-hmm. And he's actually got a video coming out soon, uh, which is supposed to be his biggest and best project yet. And I believe him. It's the new era of score. Mm. <laughs> it's it's been it's been a while since the last one, but this is going to be very good. The amount of That's time awesome. and effort he's put in there, and then of course you've got say Command Machine Turgeon again with their animation stuff that mm-hmm. they do. Um, I think it's brilliant because it is that law building around mm-hmm. you know interesting stories that you can kind of get into, and you know you've got Machine who does his his cla- I say very classical British humour, mm-hmm. um, a, a little bit Faulty Towers, uh, you know, a, a little bit kind of. Um, only fools and horses. Mm, yes, tongue in cheek. Like, I can see a little Del Boy in that. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's a bottle of cockwash. <laughs> Wait, what? And it's got a chicken on. Ah, yeah. Uh, and then Turgeon with his his crazy number of voices <laughs> and characters that he puts together and ties ties in. Really good. I could see Machine doing a Del Boy and just Rodney, <laughs> just like breaking it down. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Um, so, all right, let's, let's do some of the questions. These are the questions that we ask everybody. And I know I'm kind of sick of asking them, but we have to ask because everybody gives us different answers. So it's always interesting or whatever. So, all right. And I, I, yes, I even, I said it once and I was mocking the question, but I was definitely not mocking Ty. Uh, it was just the, the, yeah, the, the general, no, I swear to, it was, it's just the question. So. Do you want to ask him or shall I, Ty? Well, I'll, I'll ask him. The first one is fleet carriers. Yes. What is your opinion of them and what do you think they'll bring to, to the table? Okay, so my opinion of them is the game sorely needs new content. So having new content is good as long as it works correctly and well, hopefully, and I, this, is, this is one of the things that makes me really sad, um, hopefully meets some players' expectations. Mm. And gameplay-wise, I'm looking for more than just a station that we can jump 500 light years at a time. I am looking for some enhanced gameplay around mining, around bounty hunting, you know, something extra that you, can, exploration. you can do. So I, I don't want to have like a, a fleet carrier with its mining support ship and the mining support ship is just a piece of scenery. I mm-hmm. don't want that. I also want to see them involved in BGS. So maybe you can't jump your fleet carrier in and have any effect on the BGS unless you enter an invasion state, for example. And you go, right, now we're actually invading. Jump oh. your fleet carrier in and add towards BGS that way. That would be like, oh. Nailed that it. That sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it does. And I'm worried that we won't get something <laughs> like that. So, okay. Did you hear the comment by young Bruce, the new community manager, in his debut stream when asked yes. about his thoughts? And what, what did you think about that? Because I think that that sort of was picked up by the greater community and a lot of people are saying, okay, wait a second, we thought this was going to be more of a vanity thing, but maybe not. I, I mean, at no point have I thought it would just be a vanity thing. Um, the, the, the way you said that there was going to be a new way to engage with each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, right. And new, a new novel mechanics. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping that it will be a chance to 
Because, um, I mean, we, we know that they're going to be running on a type of fuel that you can either mine or purchase, and it's something new that doesn't exist already. How are we going to get that? I'm hoping that they will almost be self-sustaining to a point where you have to engage in gameplay with the fleet carriers to get the fuel for them mm. to then you know, push forward or, you know, for some reason, there's tons of them at Sagittarius A. You know, it's just, <laughs> all right, of course there's loads there. <clears throat> that kind of thing. I, I'm, I'm hoping that there will be definitely some engaging content. <clears throat> and with the engaging with other players, it's going to be a, well, that's down to the players. Let me offer up a way in which, because you said, like, I don't want it to just be a station that, you know, can jump 500 light years. Mm. Let me offer you a thought in which it can be just a station that jumps 500 light years and yet still be meaningful and interesting and bring new gameplay to the game. Ready? Let's imagine, because we've all been seeing this sort of awkward stutter step with the Thargoids where it's like, it's going, disappears for eight months, it comes back, it's different. Then it slows down again, like, up, what? (laughs) Let's imagine for a moment that they had, and this is sort of a a pet theory uh, from uh, uh, Commander Burr, who I've sort of taken it and doctored it a little bit and tweaked it and whatever. But let's say that they had a plan for fleet carriers to come out in uh, coinciding with sort of a, a new ramp up or story with the Thargoids. And let's say, for example, that um, we are going to, as players, let's say that the, the Thargoid story continues, it changes, there's, there's ramp up leading into the new era in December 2020, presumably. Um, let's say as part of that, they start to unlock a couple of sectors <clears throat> deep in the coal 70 sector, a couple of systems that are now, you know, let's say, oh, I don't know, around 500 light years away from the current front lines, the current sort of uh, area that, you know, that we're engaging with Thargon and the Pleiades and the Witchhead. Uh, and, and now <clears throat> we need these carriers to jump 500 light years in full of ships and to be humanity's sort of bastion, our operating post from which we engage in combat sorties, exploration, and all new and different uh, activities in Tharg space. Okay. Oh, I'm not convinced it'll happen. Okay. And and this is, um, I, I kind of... I love the passion everyone at Frontier has for their game. Absolutely love it. And having met devs, community managers, um, David Braben, you know, had a chat with all of them. And, you know, they've all got passion for it. The problem you've got is our expectations as players. And I know what you're thinking. It's like, wait, did he just say it's the players' fault that, that the game isn't what they want it to be? Yes. But at the same time as that, we... We've had quite a few, I guess, disappointments where things have come out and it's like, oh, is, is that it? And we consume content as a player base in such rapid fashion. Mm. Uh, we, we, need something, we need something big. We need something huge. We need this real 
almost the same game again on top to keep people occupied for, again, you know that. I mean, I haven't done everything, but I've done everything that I want to do Mm. um, at the moment. And is that partially down to me? Yeah, it is. I mean, I fought Thargoids. Um, I have been torn apart by them. I've also, you know, pretty much insta-killed a a Cyclops using shard cannons and be like, was that a 10-second kill? I was like, yes, it was. You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, I've been out exploring and I've, you know, all this, I've done all all the different things, mined so much mining, Um, tried some PvP, don't really enjoy it, not a fan. But then there's so much more in the game that you can choose and go on and do. But you need something new because what you're talking about there to me is the same gameplay that we already have but with fleet carriers. Well, here, here would be my thought. <clears throat> a lot of people have been proposing this sort of concept of burn the bubble in that saying like, hey, let's take this and make it sort of advanced. And my thought of doing that would be this would be a way that front, because I don't, I don't believe that Frontier will, well, I do not believe that, I think there may be a cosmetic cosmetic sort of storyline of uh, a key invasion or whatever. But <clears throat> the problem with the true sort of burn the bubble concept for me is that it is sort of turning off new players and turning off like mm-hmm. if you make it because the, the thing is is there are some of the sort of uh, advanced players that, that are saying like we want new stuff we want it to be difficult we want it to be challenging we want elite dangerous to be more dangerous you're nerfing the world you're making it easier we can now get money super easy Our co-pilots uh, our crew members, whatever, are you know covered under our insurance. You know, you're you're making it easy. You're taking the dangerous out of elite dangerous. And my thought would be that if they sectioned off an area in the coal seventy sector and they made it to where you needed a ship that could jump five hundred light years to get there, i.e., a capital ship, they could make a separate sub game. They could make a separate sub zone where they did make it elite very fucking dangerous they made it elite this is battlestar galactica this is a grim dark reality of everything is 10 times hard and the people that are bitching that they want it they want harder they want like hero mode there it is and it's walled off far away that none of the noobs can accidentally stumble into it because you have to take a 500 light year jump to get there and now we could put in there a very hard version. And if you don't like it, there's the door. You can leave at any point and no bitching. The people that say, I, I want balls to the wall, that's where you go. Not not bad. Not bad idea. I would be open to it. <clears throat> um, I, would, I would definitely like to see more of the goids. Um, I'm, I'm intercepted out. I, I think we need something with a bit more meat to it, you know. And I don't just mean another interceptor with more hearts, because that's always the um, the thing that comes up. It's like, oh, you know, we've made it more difficult by adding more hearts, bigger you, swarm. You're ready for motherships. I am ready for something that you've got to work, really work as a team to do, mm. you know, where there is this, this feeling that, yeah, full wing or nothing at all, you stand no chance. Yeah, um, imagine something that you would need four lignos to take down. Um, I mean, and... Not needing seven hours either. <laughs> I've got to say that, that is that's an insane amount of commitment and concentration for a really long length of time. I do not have that attention span. 
um, at all. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah. One, of the, one of the things that, uh, uh, you know, this, you know, elite's an MMO, and one of the things that is kind of missing in elite is a, is a raid content. Uh, mm. We just don't have that. And I don't know, the, the thought that crossed my mind was, well, maybe we'll get something to that effect with like a Thargoid mothership type of thing where like it takes, you know, four, four, four full, four full wings or five full wings. That's hard to say. I'm redneck here. It takes a it takes a larger group of people to actually coordinate and kill them. Like it's in it's not just a situation where it's just a matter of DPS or something to destroy them. You actually have to you know uh, expose things and take things out, and you have to kill things at the same time, and you have to scan things, and then you have a Type Ten back there running repair limits on people and and firing healing beams and stuff. You know that stuff like that. I think would be really cool. Uh, do you think we'll ever get there, or do you think some stuff like that's even coming? I would love to see it. I, I would love to see that because I'm I like it when players come together and play together, and I like that that it can be you have your PVE content. Like when a capital ship turns up in a conflict zone, everyone jumps on it. Everyone knows what they're doing. They go for the heat relays. They get rid of it, and I, I like that feeling. Take that, thargoid it up, put it in your face. Um, and you'd be like, okay, right, it's go time. <clears throat> or, you know, you get a mission to go and do a particular, you know, you get a mission from the, um, oh, what are they called these days? I can't remember. The people that are against Contacts? Aegis. Oh, Aegis, uh, Aegis yeah. Aegis, yeah. Aegis yeah. will be like a, hey, you need to go and take out, we've had reports of a huge, uh, huge Thargoid presence in this place. Um, like, you're going to need company. It's a wing mission. Here you go. Um, and there's a little bit of prep and you get pre-warned. That's what you're going to do. And, you know, maybe you have a little bit more than the 24 hours to complete it. And you've got time to gather your people, go in, and you can go and do it. Um, I, I think that from a signal source point of view, you drop in and it's there. It's like, oh, you have that holy shit moment. Mm-hmm. You know, that um, I don't think many players have had for quite a while. And... I'd like to have that, and I'd like to have that where it's a little bit different each time, so that you drop in, you're like, holy shit. Each time, you're like, this, is, this isn't working, we need to mix it up. You have that, that moment. Well, since you said it, what is your biggest holy shit moment for the game? Um, I think it's going to be when the, the first Thargoid um, base site was found. Mm. And that was, um, I was actually streaming and it was my birthday um, a couple of years back. And someone told me, we need to go here. And I'm like, why are we going here? And we went there and we dropped in. It was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I can't believe this. <laughs> and we're driving around it and the doors aren't opening. Or they aren't, like one was opening and they'd only open if you were carrying a certain thing. And mm. someone went off to get something. They came it back and were like, yes, we're sciencing. Come on. And then we go in and you've got the... Um, You've got the scavengers buzzing around. You're like, yeah. oh, God, yeah. what's happening here? Complete and it's freaky when you get in there. You're here. Yeah, it was just so atmospheric. And that was even pre-changes to the, um, the ground shaders. So, yeah, even then, it was that, that, that was the moment. That was just like, this is incredible moment. Um, like, good to see. Yeah, man. That's that's some freaky stuff. So um, <clears throat> so maybe even a, a concept from what you're saying here, 
like, what if it was instead of just wing mission, what if they added a new designation and it's like, you could call it a, uh, I don't know. Cause normally my military brain, multiple squadrons make a wing, but in this game, basically they're using wings as, as the, the four ship nation. So a flight formation or whatever, where it's like you had a mission that was shared, shareable, like you know, 15, 20 people. And mm-hmm. then you would go in and do one of those fights, like against the capital ships and the CZs, but ship or something. That could be cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be, I'd be into that. So real quick, bringing it back to carriers. Uh, how would, what, take your guess. Everybody has thrown their, their, their name on the jelly bean jar and said how many jelly beans they think is in it. Uh, <laughs> uh what, what, what's your guess on the, the, uh, sticker price of fleet carriers? Uh, 5 billion base then pay to upgrade. That's what All I reckon. Right. So 5 billion for the, for the base. Um, and then if you want to upgrade it, which of course we all will, um, then you will have to pay extra. And to be clear, when I <clears throat> threw out sort of my idea of like, here's not even add sort of game, but just take the existing features of a movable station and make it compelling. That was just a concept, a, a thought experiment and what they could do in the coal 70 sector. Where I, I also, as like you have, I have been from the beginning a proponent of the idea that this is not a vanity. I, I think that they're going to include storage. I think they're going to include other things we don't even know about yet that we'll soon. And I, I think that because uh, I, I, I just think that the fact that they, they, the one thing that we know about them is that there's eight different types and when you look at some of those designations between the eight different types, you know, you have a mining ship and a cargo ship. Okay. You have a bounty hunter ship and a uh, 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 pirating ship. Uh, okay. Like th- some of these types are so similar that there have to be new mechanics involved that we're not sort of thinking of and to really justify it. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I also think that we're to some new, some new interesting these ships. All right, so we've covered the fleet carriers now. Is there any other thought or anything that you want to share with the fleet carriers? Um, I I'm going to encourage the player base to uh, temper your expectations around them. <laughs> Just be sensible. Do the exact thing that none of us want to do. <laughs> which is be sensible about it. Um, and also, when they come out, because there should be a beta for them, break it. Break everything. <laughs> right? For sure. Help them, help them deal with wacky situations by creating them. And then that way, hopefully, they can smooth things over before it's in production. For sure. All right, Ty, hit him up with the second biggie. So with the 2020, I'm sure you're aware of the 2020 uh, update leak, mm. correct? The yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Well, let me let me back up one second. So, um, I know I, I know you've played Planet Zoo. Uh, what is your opinion about Planet Zoo as a overall? Because we know it runs on the Cobra engine. Yeah. Um. 
I really enjoy it as a game. Uh, As a management sim, it has pretty much everything I could possibly want in it. Um, I enjoy the, the idea of having the animal genetics in there. That's cool. The level of detail where you can kind of go from miles out to zoom straight in and you know it maintains fidelity big fan of that um i also like the the construction side of things and building you know building the buildings and all that stuff um it's kind of what i wanted jurassic world evolution to be right on right on so what are your thoughts of the of, of any possibilities of things that they could do tying in that sort of similar variants of the Cobra 2 engine with things that they could do in it. Now, are you asking me about base building in a late? Yeah. Uh, well, so, uh, so here's the thing. When Ty first mentioned the the leaks, you kind of had a tone to your voice and I was like, well, maybe he, maybe I should phrase this all in a very coy way so as not to... Because like some people are very much like, me. I don't want to touch whatever. So I was being a little coy there. But yeah, yeah. do you think that, that base building and or maybe meaningful interactions of a different nature, as in not in a vehicle, might be a thing in our future? Uh, to me, Elite Dangerous is a simulation game. Mm. So it's a sim. But it's not a sim <clears throat> like SimCity. Um, it's a sim like Flight Sim, Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is done from a, you're sat in a chair mm-hmm. and you're in a ship. Now, I know there's an awful lot of talk about space legs and um, I'm not sure if I want it or not. And I, I'm of two minds because I think, yeah, you know, I do like a good first person shooter. I can't wait till Doom comes out next week. Really oh, looking yeah. forward to it. Um, that's going to be, I love the first one. Um, I love the originals. And so I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely well into that. But do I want that in the Elite Dangerous world? Mm. Uh, because obviously I've got, I also play Star Citizen a bit. Problem with Star Citizen is that it's not finished, it's unpolished, and um, it is still, it's an alpha. So it's, uh, it's all pre-release and you've got everything you try out. It's, oh, I don't know how it's going to go. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. Nope. Oh, I've crashed. Great, wonderful. Um, <clears throat> then Elite, the idea of, I don't want to take the step back from a first person so I don't want to be then be sitting there on a planet like, um, you know, uh, like, a, a, again, an RTS or something like that, putting stuff down and be like, click, click, click. This is where I'm going to put my, put my base facility and do all this. And I, don't, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, base building, I'm hoping carriers will honestly fit. That's what they are. That's the base building side of things. I don't want us as players building stuff on planets because all you're going to get is... <laughs> shaped facilities everywhere mm. and also all in the same place because the good spots that's the thing people gravitate towards the good spots um miss rand hollow great example it's gonna be full of um full of stuff <laughs> just because why wouldn't it be yeah like yeah here i am on my on my station that i did myself went, oh cool is that a time lapse nope <laughs> it's just flying around the planet yeah you know, i that's the kind of thing that i don't I don't want. And, you know, if I want to play a management sim, I'll play a management sim. If I want to play a first-person shooter, I would normally play a first-person shooter. It's the exact reason why I play Elite Dangerous with a HOTUS and not keyboard and mouse. 
because I want to be flying a spaceship. I don't want to be doing, playing a first-person shooter. Um, I think all of us are pretty much in agreement that we don't want a first-person shooter out of, out of it. Um, but what do you want to see... Like, what is your ideal scenario for them to, to give us? Uh, atmospheric landings or, or, you know, because it, it's, it's with everything that's happened with the leak and the whole ARCS uh, uh, website thing and the metadata, it's pretty certain that we're going to get some sort of base building. So, and what is your ideal scenario for that? Um, I would love atmospheric landings. I would. Um, but more than that, I would love to be. I'd love for us to be able to have, um, being able to you know drop down to a gas giant and fly around in the atmosphere, in something like that, rather than a completely lush, um, procedurally generated planet that you can land on. It's got these bizarre animals on, because that's kind of a well. We've got No Man's Sky for that, mm. and I, I don't. I don't need. Right, I'm gonna could get weird for a minute as far as metaphors go. So, tortoises are great, right? Hedgehogs are great. You put them in a blender and you get an armadillo. Now, armadillos aren't fantastic at everything. But yeah, that you know, there's got a bit of everything going on. But I'm okay with either a tortoise or a hedgehog. For the record, I just want to tell all of you kids at home, do not put tortoises or hedgehogs in blenders. Go ahead. Especially not together because you won't get an armadillo. And it's, no. it's possible that we need to get PETA over to your house to check out your blender, <laughs> man. <laughs> You've got weird stuff in your vitamins, bro. <laughs> no, but I, yeah. I, I totally get I, I totally get what you're saying as far as like you can't be all things to all people. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're going down one route, I myself I do not like first person shooter games. I did that for real life. I don't ever want to do that in game form. When I come to my relaxation i want spaceships i want you know wizards and dragons and shit i want i want the full on nerd experience not i i do not like fps stuff at all but even if i did <clears throat> the concept of fps stuff is aimed more at the younger twitch muscle sort of rapid click crowd and i think that elite dangerous is aimed at the old arts I'm playing on my Hotas, more sort of cerebral crowd. That I think that the cross marketing for Elite Dangerous would be much more uh, have much more click through, much more cross pollination with sort of Mist or like <clears throat> other sort of more sort of cerebral MMO games, turn based strategy stuff, more more stuff in your head as opposed to you know the Fortnite kids are the same ones that play. Uh, PUBG are the same ones that play Call of Duty or blah, 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 blah. So, like, yeah. I, 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 I get what you're saying. <clears throat> now, I don't discount the fact that there, I have many friends, like Commander Burr, loves and is salivating thought of that in, in this game. I'm like, okay, I make room for the fact that, that not everything is going to be for everyone. Just the same way as I might, you know, be big into exploration and big into, you know, PvP and not care about doing Operation Ida or 
Bibles or whatever. Like there's every, every one is going to have their niches. So like if, if Twitch FPS playing becomes a thing in this game, <clears throat> but they add in other things that I can enjoy my cockpit, like, you know, people are having a massive battle planet side and I'm flying overhead in my ship, taking out vehicles from the cockpit, or I'm doing close air support gunship runs, or I'm doing runs where I'm ferrying in, you know, troop de uh, deployments so that I, I land and real quick, people are, you know, disembarking vehicle, I'm taking heavy fire, and then I've got to take off and get the hell out. You know, there, there could be ways that, that I could find fun gameplay in there as well. But, um, so, so getting back to your thing, though, you're saying <clears throat> that you have No Man's Sky for sort of that. What, what, would you, what would you be looking for? What would excite you that would still sort of come under the umbrella of the, the leaked sort of elite feet slash base building kind of things? I mean, so, like I say, I enjoy a first-person shooter. I would be... I would be accepting of a new mission type going, where you'd maybe have a, um, you know, a, a breach and board type mission for a mega ship, for example, um, where you go in and maybe it's more of a, I guess more of um, a curated experience when it comes to boarding. <coughs> you can't board a mega ship on your own and take the whole thing. Um, you, you know, you, you're not Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One. You know, you, you, you can't be doing that. Um, that's an epic spoiler, I'm sorry. Um, but wow. you kind of, oh no, next, next thing you know, he's got a lightsaber. What's a lightsaber? But yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't think that that should be, that should be a thing. I, I mean, because I feel like when I'm flying my Corvette, you've got that whole um, god fantasy thing going on against most NPCs in a one-on-one -on -one situation. Invincible. All I have to do is point my nose at it and pull the trigger and I've won. You know, that, that versus another player, different story. But you shouldn't have that definitely in the first person in Elite Dangerous kind of, you should have that feeling where you can be swamped very easily. So I would, I would want that built down and it doesn't necessarily have to be straight into first person shooter on your feet running around. There could be more stylized vehicle gameplay moving on from the SRV. So maybe we have tanks instead, you know, something a little bit more oh. industrial, for, a little bit beefier, you know, big guns, you're going in, you've got to take the walls out, go in, do this. Generation destruction missions where it's not just a, let me run around until the alarm goes off. Something a bit more. That would be, I'd like that. Because I guess Elite Dangerous is built top down. Um, so you've got that big scale, you've got the whole, you've got the whole galaxy to play with. And then you've got the planets that look fantastic. And then you get down to the planets and there's not a huge amount to do versus something like um, Star Citizen where you wake up in your bunk and there's your coffee cup, there's your teddy bear. You've got so much detail. And then further up you go, all you've got is just one system right around yeah. it. And, you know, they're working towards bigger. Elite Dangerous feels like it's working towards smaller. Mm. So there's an interesting about, overlap in the middle. What about a nice cheeky little stealthy scout motorcycle type vehicle or like a big tractor type vehicle dump truck miner whatever like out there doing something with big or an, a big armed personnel carrier like srvs man tell me some srvs you'd like 
I want strip mining, planet strip mining, planet size strip mining would be oh. absolutely amazing. And this is this is something that I've spoken about before, where you you, know, you drop down, you've got you've got an SRV that does this, or no, an um, an SMV, surface mining vehicle. You drive out, and then you set up your your generators or whatever. You know, they start drilling, and then you're actually doing some of it yourself. Um, raises up slightly, fires a laser down the ground, starts digging around for deposits. You know, you've got that hot cold, how close are you to it? All that kind of stuff. And then you go, you start getting it and it would be perfect for high value uh, commodities. Great for new players because you just need an SRV to get into it. That kind of thing. That would be, that'd be brilliant. I'd really like something like that. How about an SSRV? A subsurface reconnaissance (laughs) vehicle for water worlds. Uh, I'll just take my dolphin. It's all right. All right. All right. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But but I mean, water worlds, again, they've got a lot of potential behind them. But then you have to be very careful. You don't end up with something that's trying to look like Subnautica. Mm. Now, hold on. I say take it. See, see, I want Elite Dangerous and Subnautica to kiss and make a baby. (laughs) Okay. Again, I'm going to have to explain (laughs) to you how babies are made, Ty. You keep saying this. That's not how babies are made. I don't have kids, man. Shit. <laughs> fair, fair. But yeah, I, I say, I, see, I would love to see. So it, we did a question. We do a weekly question, Kai's question, where people, you know, say whatever, you know, whatever the, the answer is that I pose a question to. And a couple of weeks ago, Kai's question was, what game would you like to merge with Elite Dangerous? <clears throat> so I'm going to get your answer. But basically, Ty's answer was, I want to merge Elite Dangerous with Subnautica. So he he wants exactly what you were saying. And my question or my answer was I want to merge uh Mech Warrior or the Battletech universe oh. with with Elite Dangerous. So you could be on a planet in an SRV mech that okay, let's say they start off as mining and you know industrial equipment and ga- you know pumping out gas or or minerals, but let's be honest, it's gonna take about five minutes before people start slapping weapons on those babies and I'm running around in a mad cat or a fucking uh, a marauder, you know, on a planet side taking out other mechs. So what would you, what would you like to merge in with lead dangerous? And what are your thoughts specifically on the mechs based on your all? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've loved mech warrior since, um, since mech warrior too. Mm. Um, and I know, I've, I've got the most recent one uh, and I've been playing it. Problem is, is that it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it, and it's meant to be. Um, but damn, the amount of time I'm having a quick look through my game library on Steam, see if there's anything that jumps out at me that I'm like, mm. oh yeah, that it needs that. Um, and apparently, I like loads of different types of games. So um, now it wouldn't change the gameplay much, but um, X-wing versus Tie Fighter. Okay. Dangerous. So essentially you've got Elite Dangerous gameplay, but you're in an X-Wing or you're in a TIE Fighter. And you've got that decision where you have to choose Empire or Rebellion. So you've got that forced choice. You can't be a king and um, an admiral at the same time. No, you have to pick one. And you've got that more of a pick-a-side type thing going on, but in the Star Wars universe. I dig it. All right. <clears throat> but in, in this universe, basically same thing but be imperials versus fed 
Yeah, that, that, that kind of. But you have to. You have to choose. Yeah, yeah. You can't be a king and, a, and an admiral at the same time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I could go for that. How about how about okay, expanding it out a little bit past SRVs or SSVs or whatever. How about a uh, <clears throat> a SLM, a, a shipped launch mining flight vehicle? So that let's say <clears throat> you come in to low orbit. Or a gas giant, right? And you deploy a specialized ship launch fighter that's not a fighter at all, but it deploys out and it is a little SLF that has like an umbilical coming up to the main ship. And you have to do some form of a mini game where you go deeper into the upper atmosphere and you're like fuel scooping in a way that you, you, you can see things on the map where I guess, I don't know, leads you down like a mini game of some sort you're trying to like avoid because you're dealing with at that point incredible pressures you know as you get deeper and deeper mm-hmm. in you're dealing with higher pressures and you need to make sure you don't hit too high uh, because it's either makes it <clears throat> unscoopable or makes it uh, that it crushes your little SLF but you have to want to get into a higher range uh, or into like the sweet spot so that you're you're scooping up higher quality uh, materials that you're now shifting up that little umbilical back up into the main other ship. Have you seen the TV show Sequest DSV? Yes, I yes. have. Okay, the whiskers from that. I mm. want that for mining and asteroids. I want that for in um, in atmosphere. Everything you said to me there sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. When, you know, <laughs> shut up and take my money. <laughs> you know, Sadmar here. The whiskers idea about having like little mini subs that kind of uh, are actually sensors for the big sub. All I can think of is like, why is this not a thing in real life already? I feel like that. I feel like someone would have went, "Oh, man, we should totally do that. We could extend or extend our sonar range or whatever." You know? Uh, let's just say that the Navy does have certain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would know. So, um, no, not 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 from my no. And, and, you know, for that matter, you know, why, why do we not have little deployable, I mean, we already have like little things, but it'd be cool to have little deployable sensors. Like, I would love to be able to drop a buoy. Of course, it would have to be different the way the sensors work. But it'd be cool to drop a buoy on the far side of a planet and sit on the other side and then wait for people to show up kind of deal. Or maybe, because, you know, the, the effective sensor range is like, what is it, a thousand light seconds or something? It'd be cool if you could drop little buoys for sensors and then extend your range or whatever. So that's a thing that the Navy did actually that was a big, big deal. Uh, I'm not even sure how much I can. So <clears throat> there was a thing that they did uh, way back in the day that uh, they set up a, uh, like a SOSIS net, like a sonar net that they ringed the Pacific and ringed the Atlantic. Uh, and it was a massive, massive sort of game thing uh, among the United States and its allies that was like <clears throat> very, very sort of troubling for the other side. They didn't have the to sort of try and match. And it was basically a, hey, look at our big dick. What do you got situation? But getting back, getting back to elite, let's see here. Um, so, okay, we, we talked about that was our 
So your your answer to that question would be X week versus Tie Fighter. This mm-hmm. week, our our Kai's question is uh, <clears throat> specifically what you know. So they do these weekly streams. Uh, Monday is more of like a fireside chat stream. The Frontier Development and Thursday evening stream. It kind of goes one way or the other. And <clears throat> lately, they've sort of been trolling answers submissions saying like hey guys give us your thoughts what would you like to see um uh my my answer so so i created a a question this week saying what would you like to see frontier start doing streams of uh you know for their thursday night and mine was uh page who uh was a community manager and is now uh left she was a big proponent of the idea of like a like a journalist role in the game of of uh, elite and in honor of that i would like to see the uh community managers doing sort of an in- internship with spvfa so they go out with them for an hour or two and <clears throat> go out to some system with awesome stuff to see and have the spvfa guy kind of teach guys teach them how to do take cool pictures or videos and different techniques and stuff. And Ty's idea is he would love to see them do some color commentary on a high level of CQC matches. To be clear, we're not talking about the devs playing against people, but taking two really good teams of CQC players and having the devs do sort sort of color commentary over their match. What, what, would you like to see the devs do a stream on Thursday streams? Well, I am going in a completely different direction. That's awesome. Um, I, what I would like, I would like, um, and this is going to be the thing that everyone's going to be like, well, of course he wants that. Um, I would love to see a little bit more of what's being worked on. So mm. I, I'm a quite a big fan of when they do their discovery scanner stuff and, and they talk about how the sound engineers do their thing or how the Fargoid Swarm was put together. I would like to see a lot more of them. Um, in particular, I would like to see kind of the design concepts, how they come up with the ideas, uh, what things are going to look like, um, why the station designs the way they are, um, mm-hmm. why do you decide that a planet would look like this? You know, what, what makes you think it would look like that when all we have to base our ideas on is what's in our solar system to look at. Um, you know, we, we know colors of different things on spectrums and different mm-hmm. elements have different, you know, wavelengths they put out, but you can't see them. So kind of a, what makes you think it's going to look like this? Yeah that, yeah. that type of thing. And I would really like to see more of a, how they've made the decisions of putting things together. Okay. I, I've, they've done some of those and they've been really, really good, but you're right. I, I would love to see them do more of those. And I would love to see more with Dr. K Ross. We love Dr. K. We would love to see more. Uh, unfortunately, she's, she left, didn't she? No, no, nope. she didn't. She, so she put in uh, about three weeks ago, <clears throat> she had put in a thing saying that it was going to be her last month at Frontier. Mm. And then just last week, she put out another tweet saying that uh, they were able to accommodate whatever, that she's going to stay at Frontier uh, you know, for now. So that's, oh, that's good news. Good news. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> she, uh, I think, I don't, so she made it very clear in her original post that it was for personal reasons. I think it was yeah. more just, you know, with the things going on in her life and her medical situations and whatever that, uh, <clears throat> I think she was going to need to take sort of a little extended time. And that, uh, I think 
Nobody has said this officially, but my read is that Frontier were very, very kind and reached out to her and said like, hey, we can accommodate and work around that. And then she was amenable to it. So it seems like, you know, that's, it's a win for Frontier. It's a win for community. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, um, I wanted to ask you about, because it's something else you do a lot on your channel is a little game called Satisfactory. And <laughs> I did not yeah. know this game yeah. existed, so I started watching some of your streams. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, I've seen, yeah, his streams and, and uh, Down to Earth Astronomy streams both. I don't think I've seen him. Seen, well, I'm, I'm behind on, D, on, on Astro right now anyway, so everything else is... There's just too much content for me to consume in a week. You don't have to slow down a little bit. So, um, but no, uh, uh, like the one you did about a month ago or so, where you're you're running around, you're fixing like you're fixing that pipe, and like that was just so cool to me. I, I didn't even know this game existed, and it's it's you're just making a factory. Yeah, it's um, it's strange because a lot of people ask what's the end game. And to me, Satisfactory is the game that doesn't need to end. Because if you can fit it, like, within the realms of the game, you look at what you can do and you're like, how cool would that be? And that's, that's my entire idea behind it. Whatever I make is, how cool would that be? Like, I, I've been working on something called the Megatrain Project. Before they put out the big update with the pipes and the transport tubes they put in, like Futurama, which are hilarious. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this big, huge mega train project where everything all comes into a central hub from all the different micro factories I have around the map. And it's going to be obscene. Like, you're going to look at it and you're going to wonder how many hours I put into it. And the answer is too many. And that's <laughs> it. You know, you imagine it, you build it. Um, but yeah, I like it's... <sighs> cheesy as it may sound, it's quite satisfying to play when something works. No, um... It- the game itself, I get asked a lot. I don't have any personal life friends that play Elite, but um, I got one right now. But anyway, um, everybody kind of asked me, well, what's the end game in Elite? And I'm like, why, why does there have to be such an end game to things? Like, why can't the game just be the game you just enjoy <coughs> and just enjoy the journey, you know? I, I, I think, okay, the, okay, here's the end game for it. The end game is... Go out and explore the entire universe. Get back to me when you're done with that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Ain't you know? nobody got time for that. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing, like, literally, no one does. But it's like, there's, now, you can get sidetracked into buckyballing. You can get sidetracked into doing burr pit mining activities or into, I'm going to do some Operation Ida. I'm going to do some AXI. I'm going to go help the the uh, Hutton truckers because they're in infrastructure failure and we got to get them mugs out. I can, you know, going to go out with distant screws. I'm going to go out and see what Ployd needs delivered so that they can keep conquering the galaxy. There's all of those things. But for the people that are just saying, Lee's boring. There's nothing. There's nothing to do. Not, n- nothing to do. You, you've explored less than 1% of the galaxy. And you're sure that there's nothing to do. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. It's uh. I've always been a firm believer of if you're born, then you're born. <laughs> I, I always think that, like, Ellie Dangerous, I've got 3,860 hours into it. On, hmm. on, and that's on one of my accounts. But then I have another account where I'm also elite on as well. Um, wow. And it was, always, it, was supposed to, it was supposed to be a burn account, and I ended up not burning it. 
So it was always like, oh, I'll reset it when I want to, and I'll just you know, try out different stuff as, as a new player. And mm. I never did. So it ended up being um, <laughs> elite in, in exploration. And I was like, oops. So, um, oh, and in trade as well. So that was like, uh, made a mistake there. But so you're quintuple is, elite? I, hmm. Sure. Oh, no. I know there are people that that have easily got three accounts and they're elite on all of them, and everything's like, oh, combat. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's there is a lot to do, and you can do things differently. And it's like, how many how many times have I played Skyrim, for example? I've gone into it, and the number of times I'm like, right, this time I'm going to be I'm going to be a stealthy spellcaster. Bam! I'm mm. wearing heavy armor. Like, oh, not again. <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we all do the same thing like that. And it's like, actually, Elite, you've got the same option where, you know, you've done this, it's never a straight line from Sidewinder to whatever ship you have your eye on. You have to go through different steps. Yeah. Um, I never had a Cobra, for example. Um, I've never flown an Asp Scout. I have never flown a Diamondback Scout. Like there's ships that I've never flown, so I haven't done anything that I might be missing out, and I don't know. <coughs> yeah, you're man. not missing nothing on the F scout. You're not. Yeah. Missing so, uh, excuse, me. excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, so, okay. Everyone always says the ASP scout has no purpose. The ASP scout is useless. It's trash. It's nothing. And I always remind them that the ASP Scout is the coldest running native ship in the game. It runs, in fact, so cold that unless you boost or deploy your weapons and open fire, it will never get scanned by a system vehicle, or excuse me, a, a system security uh, ship or a, uh, or a station. So that does, in fact, make it the perfect Millennium Falcon. Thank you very much. Just have to show except that it's ugly and, and, and not as cool as the Phantom <laughs> and all the other things that are wrong with the, the scout, Millennium so. Falcon is ugly, but it's got fucking character, bro. Need I remind you of the thing that Princess Leia says the first time she sees it? That bucket of bolts. <laughs> all right, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like w- with regard to with. With regard to Elite, like there's some games, there are a few games, and Elite is one of them. Eve is another, where there is no, like the whole game is end game. You're you're basically your first second into it is end game because it does not have any linear progression whatsoever. It is all just one big open sandbox and whatever. So you could say technically, okay, I've gone out and explored all 430 billion zones in this game, systems in this game. I've explored every last one of them. So I guess I'm done with the game, right? Oh, okay. So you mean your personal player faction has conquered every system in the, you have an empire, a galactic empire that spans the entire thing? Cause like, could say you're not done until then. Like there's, there is no end game. The end game is when you're, when you put it away and walk away. That's the end. Hmm. <clears throat> so, so let me go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Uh, no, no, uh, y- y- you go. I, I, I can wait. So let me ask you this, man. What do you think is FDev's biggest mistake with Elite? Oh, not communicating with the player base enough. Which is probably, there's going to be people listening to this go, oh my God, that's it. That's the one. That's the problem. 
because <laughs> information. Now, I, I understand um, Frontier's communication standpoint and, and, and the stance they take is the, we don't want to tell you something if we think it's going to change. That's kind of the gist of it because they don't want to disappoint people. Um, but I think every relationship has to have good communication because if you don't, it's dysfunctional and one of you will lose interest. So you're in a relationship with the game and the game developers. You get no communication from them. You're going to lose interest. You're going to go somewhere else to get what you need. And it's the same way that the communication from the player side, if it's constantly just, this is crap, this is rubbish, this is crap, fix this, do that. It's like, you've got to say, this is a problem because of this, or have you tried doing this instead? Or, you know, the communication has to be healthy both ways. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the communication did start off very healthy from player base to uh, frontier. And then it slowly as time as the communications reduced from frontier, then what you get is you get that snappy, um, like whatever comments or the, this isn't what I want. You get a lot of that every time communication is given going forward. <clears throat> and that does nothing but yeah, reinforce them. It reinforces them wanting to talk less. At yeah, exactly that. Because it's like if you do say something and you get snapped at, so what about the talking at all? Do you um, see? I, I'm, I think that when that leak happened, that it was shortly after that that, that FDev went dark. And um, I think that we would be. I think if it wasn't for that leak, I think that we'd have a lot more information right now about fleet carriers, about the next expansion, everything. But uh, I think that I think their biggest mistake was uh, the way that you can't wing up and multi crew at the same time. That feels like a huge mistake on their part, and it feels like it was something that they were like, "Oh, they want to do this at the same time." That seems weird. What what do you think is uh, what do you think is, <coughs> what is their best accomplishment as a as a in, in elite? Oh, best accomplishment. Mm. Oh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> no, the answer is stumped. the answer is easy. It's uh, Plater's Tyranny Station. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that, that is better. Um, no, I, I think they, the, it's, it's going to sound like, the, the community team is very good. Like, to me, I think they're very good. They've done something <coughs> right there around people. So, wow, I just realized I'm totally people-focused, aren't I? Um, I you know, the, the around communications, people there, if you directly go to them with a thing that you need to find out, you will get an answer um, if they are able to give it. And if you are polite, you get something polite back. Um, but if we're talking about gameplay, actual in-game gameplay, um, I still remember the first time I logged in and I'm there um, in my Sidewinder and <coughs> I, I've docked at a Coriolis and I'm looking up and I'm like, I can't handle this. This is too big. <laughs> that feeling of awe that, that mm. I, think, I think most people get when they experience you. Know, that is the, the big thing to start off with. The first time you're in your Sidewinder, you're in something and you come to the station just like, holy crap, especially when you fly through the slot because you've got that change from silence to suddenly you have background noise 
and you've got the station announcements going and you feel like you've, feels like your first day of school, you know? It, it's that kind of feeling where you're just like, uh-oh, I have no idea how any of this works. There is an expanse and a sort of a grandeur to the just epic scale of the galaxy that, that, that does sort of weigh on you. I remember the first time that I had to jump, do more than 10 jumps, and I felt scared. And now I'm like, now I'll just, just do this. You know, how, how far is that? Oh, that's fine. That's not as far. Yeah, man. What do you, what do you think about the, the sort of the leak as far as like, like I, I'm one of those where it's like bizarre because I'm totally guilty of digging any kind of leak like that the second it comes out. But at the same time, so I'm like, I'm a complete hypocrite. Because at the same time, I'm like, I wish you guys would stop doing this because this is not helpful. <laughs> mm. I, th- I always think that it's, it's great to have information, but I'd rather it came from the official source. And I, I saw the leak, and I'm like, oh, no. That's not great. <laughs> and then you kind of, we had the, the leak around the fleet carrier uh, teaser trailer um, at LaveCon last year. And that, happened the day before because another publication set their set their webpage active and early with a link to the video in that they shouldn't have done and they did it early and because of that it's like oh no and it's that kind of facepalm moment where it's not anyone's fault who we've dealt with but then it's someone else's and I'm just like no it's it's that it's the oh not again mm-hmm. no I get it yeah. it's it's uh, I, like I said, we're so we're so guilty of uh, you know guilty of we all look and then we're all like, oh, but this shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, it, it's getting a peek at your Christmas presents, and then you're like, oh, I've ruined the surprise now. That kind of that kind of feeling. But at the same time, a leak comes out. I would make a video talking about it. Yeah. So who am I to? <laughs> I'm as bad as everyone else in that sense mm. because I think people want to know and not everyone is called channel where it might get shared. Um, those type of things when they get posted to the forums don't stay up for very long. They don't stay on Reddit very long. So it's, uh, well, oh, people probably want to know. And this way, when I do live stream, I'm not going to have to say, oh, no, looking at that leak and someone goes, what leak? And I wouldn't have to keep going over it. No, so. Yeah, yeah man. Kids. Yeah. yeah. All right, since you mentioned Discord channels, cool. uh, Quick question. What is your favorite Discord channel, not yours and not ours? Both of those are uh, eliminated from... Um, or um, I spend some time in the uh, Mostly Aimless um, Discord, which is, um, no surprise here, it's a Commander of Scorpius, Machines, Intergence uh, Discord. Mm. Um, it, it, it's a nice private area that is invite-only. So um, I quite like hanging out in there because... Um, that's all people who I've met and hung out with um, in real life. And we've had drinks and we've had, and had food and, you know, we've just actually nice. had a good old chat and stuff. Nice. That's cool. Cool. All right. So what we, we kind of generally talked about some things about like, oh, what your thought on space legs? What were your thought on this? What were your thoughts on this? What do you, and you mentioned more 
you know, SLFs or excuse me, S SRVs that you would like going forward on a larger sort of map scale. <clears throat> if you were, oh, how do I say this? If you're on an elevator with David Braben and the elevator breaks down and they say you're stuck sitting there for three hours, uh, just wait. The, the guy's coming with the machine and it's gonna they're gonna get you out. But and and he looks at you. You're sitting there three hours just doing nothing. And he says, uh, so, uh, you know, just, just any idea, no idea is too stupid. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of new, new things to do with Elite. Where would you like to see it go? What would you like to see brought into the game? Go. I would love to have the, I'd love to see Guardian uh, stuff come back. I, I, I definitely want to see a little bit more of, because there's an entire season dedicated to the Guardians. And it was a bunch of dusty old ruins. And a couple of, um, you know, a couple of the Sentinels. Like, but what if we had bigger, more, um, bigger Guardian tech? Because there's no way that only a Sentinel would survive. There's got to be more. And especially the talk of the, the AI that finished them off and like develop that storyline and have it run at the same time as a Thargoid storyline. Um, ramp it up. Give us some threat. No, give, give the Thargoids some teeth. And then also give the, the Guardians as like that other side of us, like, oh, humanity's got to this point we've spread and we've found ourselves pinned in on both sides. Uh, that, would be, that would be nice. Mm. Okay. Um, oh, and one other thing that really bugs me, okay, with the, with the Guardian storyline, you know how we got the Guardian ship launch fighters? Uh-huh. And they had number designations to them. Yes. As well. Now, what happened to the other numbers? before that and can we maybe have some medium-sized guardian shit hybrids a hmm. large one i would really like to see that get developed well all right all right along with since we're, if we're talking about missing shifts where's our type 8 bro oh, i got renamed somewhere along the way didn't it is that is, is, is that is that the line we're telling I, I think it's a windows joke <laughs> <laughs> it would have been bad so they skipped it yeah. Let me ask you this: When you and, and I know you have like a non-disclosure agreement, but when you went to FDev, the thing I was wanting because we've talked to a few people who said that you know when they were showing us these things, they weren't even looking at the screen; they were looking at our reaction. And we've kind of gotten a little bit of the veil pulled back from FDev as far as like the the tech they've invested in in order to learn about how players look at their game or look at learn about how players interact with their game like what they're looking at on screen and stuff did you get to see some of that tech while you were there um i did not um i had a very kind of different experience to the other content creators who got to go uh, because i had started chemotherapy literally the week before everyone went and uh, i was i was I couldn't get out of bed for the first week. So the second week came around and I, um, I was feeling better. So Commander Scorpius, the lad, um, took me up there and I got a one-on-one -on -one day basically with uh, Adam Woods and also um, and Zach Antonacci and just kind of got to, got to sit there and chat with those guys and they showed me everything sat in, sat in one of the little studio rooms they had and um, they showed me everything and we got to see some bits and bobs which um, 
players would absolutely kill for. Uh, I can't tell what they are. And mm. we also saw something on someone else's screen whilst walking around the office that, as far as I'm aware of, we have not seen in the game yet. We're not even going to ask you what it is. We're going to be a no, good I, boys. I, I wouldn't even know where to start on how to describe it because you've got to think, you're looking at something on someone's screen. You have no scale. It's not colored correctly. You have no idea what it could even be at that point, but you've seen it. And they're like, look, we've not asked anyone to turn their screens off um, when you're walking around. But when you're walking around, if you've seen anything that you think you probably shouldn't have seen, just don't mention it. Don't, don't, don't talk about it. Don't tell anyone. I was like, okay, cool. Well, I can tell you I've seen some stuff, but I mm. can't tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I still, I've still not seen that. And so I'm wondering what on earth. Um, we also saw some things in there as well that um, players should still be excited about. Nice. I would be evil if I guys and I'd be like, okay, we're going to have you walk by. We're not turning anything off, but you're, you just have to be discreet. And then I would set it up with the staff ahead of time to where they they all just had Hello Kitty on adventure screens. <laughs> just to be a dick. Just like you go like, ah, I feel uncomfortable now. Um, all right. <clears throat> if you could ask David Braben any three questions, any three questions, with one caveat, you cannot ask about Raxla. What three questions would you ask him? Um, I'd want to know what his favorite activity in Elite Dangerous is when he plays. Okay. Um, I would also <coughs> ask him why it would be that. Okay. And I would probably also ask... Um, does he feel like his vision for Elite Dangerous is being fulfilled? Hmm. It's interesting. It's deep. I, I dig it. All right. If you could go on anyone's stream, crash anyone's stream or show, whether it's, you know, a podcast or appear in a song by, by you know, Tokoso or Miguel Johnson or another, or be in, a, in anybody's live stream, crash anything, what would you, what would you love to sort of collab with and, who would, who would you love in the community to in some way pop up with? Um, I really want to hang out with Bognogus. Mm. Um, I, know, I know he's kind of, he's, he's more into Star Citizen at the moment, but I would, I would love to hang out with him. Just have a drink, you know, mm. have, have a bit of a chat, um, do a bit of a, <clears throat> maybe an impromptu live stream, just, just chatting and stuff. Because um, he just seems like such a lovely guy. Nice. Very nice. I dig that. I dig that. All right, and who would you like uh, other than than him? Who would you like to have come in and be sort of a guest on one first stream? So it's not it's it's not like you're doing a pop up in their thing, but you're having them over around you. Oh, I'm trying to think if there's any because um obviously I'm a fan of bogs, so there's that. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to um, try to think of who else because there, there's there's a lot of really good people out there. So we're going to make it easier for you and say that it's two people and Boggs is already signed up. So Boggs is doing one of your streams. Oh, who's sweet. the second? Cool. Um, I probably drag Malik VR in as well. Nice. Because he's, nice. he's got a lot of knowledge um, and a lot, a lot of insight. And I know him and I would have a really good debate because I know for <coughs> a fact that I am on a different side to a lot of things that he thinks. So uh, I, 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 are I, you... I would love to have that chat. Are you referring to his famous, the, the Thargoids, we, we are the bad guys, we are the baddies in the 
versus the Thargoids? Uh, oh, no. No, 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 not that because okay. it's because um, I'm I, I used to be a student of psychology, so for me, I can see that it's all very subjective. Um, mm-hmm. But we do also know that the Thargoids have clashed with other people, the Guardians, Clearly. almost immediately and been very aggressive. <coughs> so I would probably be like, okay, cool. You know, I can see how they might think that they have like this internal right to everything, but uh, I disagree. But no, I, just 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 other stuff in general because it's like um, a few things. We've got different theories. I'd like to have a chat and hash them out. There's nothing I I enjoy more. Okay, so there's nothing that I enjoy less than having an argument with small-minded people who just can't really grasp the concept of debate and immediately want to go personal and ugly and nasty and whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that I enjoy more than having an argument with people that are intelligent and open and articulate and are going to enjoy a spirited debate while not at all being negative, you know, personal, whatever, that they will argue vehemently and then go like, wow, that's awesome. Let's go get a pizza and a beer, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I could see you and Malik doing a, a, an awesome stream where you just go head to head on a bunch of stuff. Because, again, in this case, we're talking about two grownups who are, are going to know how to have a spirited debate and in, in a joyful way. But, yeah, that would be awesome. We're gonna, I, I'm going to have to, I'll call him and book it. We'll get it <laughs> on the books and we'll get it set up. And then I'll just be in, this, in, the, uh, in the stream watching. And... <clears throat> All right. Um, so, what, go, go ahead. Well, I, I I literally have one more question for him, but if you want to go ahead, I can save mine for last, man. No, no, no. Go ahead. So, I want to ask you about Raxla. Do you think it's actually in the game? And what's your theory about where the hell it is if you have one? So, there's still this chat about whether or not someone has flown through the system. A dev has said, oh, yeah, someone just flew through the system, honked, and moved on. So, and this was all pre-Horizon, which means um, it's either A, not on a planet, or B, is a planet or is an installation that they didn't get within a thousand light seconds of. So there's that as a thought. Do I actually think it's there? Do I think it's been fully fleshed out exactly what it is and how players would interact with it? No. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's there because I think it's going to be something so well hidden that you finding it would be blind luck. You'd stumble upon it and, and then it would be there. Mm. Yeah. It's, or, or alternatively, I mean, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but uh, here's how your statement could be totally wrong. There's a lot of players who... Like, we get so caught up in our level. I, I feel like you, me, Ty, um, people like Alec Turner, people like Malik VR, or whatever, that <clears throat> we're playing this sort of on the level of, like, we, of course, we instantly recognize what the name Raxla is, and what, what that refers to. Yeah. There's many, many players that, you know, they, they, they've never heard an episode of Lave Radio. They, they have no clue who Plater is. They, if you tell them loose screws, they, they're going to be like, somebody crazy? Uh, they they don't know <clears throat> about you know even Obsidian Ant, who's sort of like the, the the sort of one of the I would say larger known uh, whatever. Like so, there's many 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 players that I think 
that are that they bought the game or they got the game as you know a Christmas present from their aunt or something, and they load it up and it's like, oh, it's flying spaceships, all right. And you jump into a system and you see a thing and it's you, you line up on a planet and oh, that's a weird spelling or R A X X L A, okay, whatever. And they just keep on going because they were on their way to. Yeah, you know how how trippy would that be if somebody was right by planet Raxla, but because they just had no conceptual clue of even that level. They're just like, all right, where I'm supposed to go meet a guy to turn in this bio waste. You're right. It really could be like that. We're thinking too high level. But, but if one person's been there, then, I mean, there, obviously there are certain places where, every, where everyone goes. If you go to South Cherry, say it's just straight line, for, you know, a lot of people go straight line from the bubble up there. Um, and, you know, you've got, you struggle to find an undiscovered system. But that really could be that someone's found it, they honked it, moved on, but it was somewhere completely random. I mean, there was uh, that case, I don't know, it was maybe four months ago, three months ago, four months ago. There was that, um, there was a system in the bubble that got its first discovery. It just, it just happened to be in a weird little spot that nobody went to. Well, just, just on our distant screws expedition and, I've been out to Colonia three times, twice in a vet. This is my fourth trip out toward Colonia, doing every waypoint we've hit, I've been to before. And well, I am technically still speaking, discovering. This is, technically speaking, this is like your fifth time now, right? Because you just came back to the okay, bubble yeah, with the last yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, uh, I... I just, just last night, I discovered like six systems I had never even been... Like no one had ever even been to. And it blows my mind that there's still things in between here and Colonia with all the ships traveling through and all the different uh, light year jump ranges that we're still discovering new things. I mean, to me, to me that, that highway, is, the highway between here and there is, is like we, we know the trip, you know. There, there's, there's nothing new in between here and there. And we're still finding things and it absolutely blows my mind. Yeah, man, 100%. 100%. Uh, what is it that if they don't accomplish with fleet carriers and with the new era update, both, what is it that if they don't accomplish with either of them, it will be sort of a failure? Let's take them as two separate questions. I mean, uh, I'm going to answer the new era stuff first. Okay. If, it's, if it doesn't add enough, so, kind of, if, if you're going to add what you call a new era into your computer game, it should be something that people feel they have to have. Take, for example, there are people out there who still buy the base game and then go, is Horizons worth having? It's like, hell yeah. Like, you're missing out on so much gameplay. I think mm-hmm. you need the exact same feeling on top of it, um, where you have this, oh, hell yeah, you need the new era. You've got to do this. This, you know, it really mm-hmm. opens up the game. It does, it adds all this stuff. It, it has to have that feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but fleet carriers, um, I think they need to have an element of that. But what they do need to do is they have to add new gameplay that isn't grind-loaded with, um, and it feels like it's completely optional. Like You feel like you need to have one. I think there has to be an element of like, oh, I think I need that. I think I need a fleet carrier. Well, why? Mm. Well, I get a better price when I go mining. 
something like that. Yeah. Or when, oh no, it means that I can have my bounties in without having to leave the um the zone. Like, oh, well, something I, to I, make I, it right. worth something to make it worth being aspirational. Yeah. Good. And not be too achievable either. Because if fleet carries not too hard, if, not if, too easy. Yeah, it has to has to be in the sweet spot. Couldn't agree more. <clears throat> Could not agree. So next week we have uh, Stephen Benedetti coming in. So we're going to sit down with the community manager and have a nice little fireside chat. If you could ask Stephen Benedetti any question at all, would you ask him? Um, I would ask him, what is... Um, Oh, it's always a better question. Or the um, it's kind of like the what, what? What are you looking forward to in elite? And it's always the just see what they say. If they go, oh, I can't answer that. Okay, that's fine. Well, what do you enjoy doing now? And how could that be better? <laughs> you get an, you get you get an answer out of them, which will be like because they won't quite know how to answer it, so they'll keep giving you information until you look satisfied. That's the idea behind that. That's a that's really like good theory. way to ask that. I like that. That's like that theory of, uh, <clears throat> what was it where it's like, oh, he said he loved you. He never said he loved me. Or from coupling, where she says, uh, you know, you just have to get the question to a certain, get the conversation to a certain point and then just stop and wait. And then let mm. see what they, when they fill that in. Yeah, yeah. Dig it. I dig it. All right, man. Well, I have had a wonderful chat. And obviously, I feel like I, going with you all day but i know that we have to uh we have to let you go before too much long um ty uh do you have anything else that you want I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna cut myself off at one or two more tim but i just want to circle the wagons the only thing i'll say man is like do you have do you have anybody that you want to mention or do you have any uh big events coming up that you want to talk about real quick i'm um, the, the i say that the people i want to mention um in particular is probably going to be the deployed community and just say that they're all absolutely a bunch of legends um that the way they kind of they've rallied around um someone they d- didn't really know and you know who's going through a tough time and just kind of stayed and hung out and mm-hmm. I've got loads of people in there who are now <coughs> good friends. Chat to you all the time. More than happy to hang out. Never awkward. And, you know, I just want to say, those guys, good on you. Well done. Thanks for staying <laughs> around. <laughs> right on. Right on. And, uh, all right. And, and obviously, a huge, huge, huge shout out to Score. To your, uh, your, buds that you hang out with oh yeah yeah so all right this is this is going to be a weird if there's any one aspect that's not in the game that you could add into the game right and then but you have to this is going to be some game so you're going to add an aspect to the game you have to take out an aspect of the game or to, to fit it. And, and an acceptable answer is I uh, would add nothing to take it. But or, or you could give us one thing that you would like to add to the game and thing that you 
be okay taking to make what, okay. what would it be? Make sense? Yeah, I can do that. Um, I would like to add um, the ability to customize your ship um, with your own paint job. So you can pick a panel, change its color, or you could draw on it, like, you know, full on spray can tag it kind of thing, mm. and to make it really look like your own. And to take away, if I were to take something away, um, hmm, yeah, I didn't think this through very well, did I? Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> what, would I, what would I take away? Because there are a couple of things I think I would, I would take away. Oh, God, yeah. I would take away the horrifically annoying blur that you get when you're trying to catch a camera footage and you <laughs> lose sight of your ship. Because mm. that way, that's a double win. Okay. I dig it. I, that was, you caught the subtext of what I was going for there was, this is actually a twofer. It's you get to add something and get rid of something that annoys the hell out of you. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Hmm. Dig that. Dig that. <clears throat> and will you do me a, just a personal favor, uh, Commander Plater? Will you say the words, uh, Hi, Rini, enjoy your honky-donk day for me? So, oh my I, gosh. You <laughs> said so I'm gonna say hi Rini, enjoy your honky tonk day. There you go. That that will be captured by a, a mutual uh soon. I'm sure she will enjoy that. Uh, when we had Burr and Rini in to do uh the interview two weeks ago, <clears throat> uh Rini shared so Ty's home was attacked by Honky. Which is uh, you know regular. Well, let me and, let me uh, let me let me tell the whole story. So like, and, and there's been a few, few people that have asked me who have listened to it and said, "You got to clear up this donkey thing. We got to know what the hell is going on." <laughs> so so the the back of my I, I live in a little suburb, and the back of my property borders a little ranch. So there's like barbed wire fence, and then like three feet of space, and then there's like the wooden privacy fence, right? But it's not like a full full height privacy fence. It's low enough to where you can you can look out and see the the sunset and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm, right, right as the recording was starting, I looked out and I saw a donkey out there. And I'd never seen a donkey out there, but I was like, all right, there's a donkey out there, no big deal. And we see cows over there all the time, no big deal. And then about I I, I got had my window open or the the blinds raised, and I look over and you know mid interview. This donkey is ripping off a board off the, my freaking fence. <laughs> so I had to go out there, run the damn donkey off, and then get it patched up enough to where I could uh, leave it um, and then come back, finish the interview, and then spend the rest of the day fixing the damn fence. So, uh, but ever since then, Rainy and Burr are giving me plenty of plenty of of uh, honky donk references that I am just enjoying the hell out of. So, so to be fair, my my statement was absolutely. Ty's home was being attacked by a donkey. <laughs> yeah. And, and Rini apparently likes referring to donkeys as honky donks. So <clears throat> that is uh, that is something I'm sure we gave the show smile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. That that's that's some stuff. So um <clears throat> all right. I think we've covered a lot of everything, and I know that we don't want to take too much up of your time because you know you got your Saturday 
to watch you there. I mean, you've got to stop me from talking as well because I will keep going. Oh, no, I'm the one. <laughs> it just goes too much. Um, all right. <clears throat> we always end our show. So we have different mottos. We start with, uh, you know, don't fly without a rebuy. And then mine was from Bill and Ted. Be excellent to each other. With, uh, with uh, the last interview that we had done, uh, Commander ended it with his lovely, you know, sort of regular farewell commanders and keep clear the toast track kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> I would be completely honored if you would end our show with a Commander Plater sign-off. I can totally do that for you. All right. So, Commanders, once again, thank you for listening. Commander Plater, out. Later, guys. Later.